Welcome everybody, it's a new season and here we are with our first edition of the year for the 2018-19 CarCast. We're back, we're back. And we're different, why? We're both fathers now. Yes. Congratulations to Sean and his wife Christina, they had a baby girl, uh, what about two months ago now? Uh, ten weeks now, yeah. So ten weeks, a little over two months. A little over two months. That's right. So they are now deep in the throes of parenting, mm-hmm. and apparently the universe decided that they didn't need to go through what most of us deal with, which is a child that goes months and months without sleeping through the night. So everybody can send their voodoo hate towards Sean. What's for nice? What's, that's not nice of you to bring up. That's not what you think I'm jinxing you. I don't like talking about the fact that uh, that it's awesome. It is awesome. That, uh, I, I am sleeping through the night. And we daughter, suffer. Yes, and. Uh, be thankful, my friend. Yes, I am thankful. <laughs> I was, uh, I don't like talking about that because I don't want to jinx it, but, uh... Is this like saying shut out or... No. Overtime? Because yeah. I'm mixed on that. I feel the urge of, of superstition, yet I think it's ridiculous. Just don't talk about the pace of play. <laughs> <laughs> or no hitters. Yes. Alright, fair enough. Fair enough, fair enough. Um... First, hey, it's, it's, it's kind of funny how we use the terminology in a preseason game because tonight was not Miro Heishkinen's NHL. Miro Heishkinen, sorry, Thank I want to make sure, make sure you pronounce it correctly. Let's get it right. Um, it was not Heishkinen's NHL debut. It was not Jim Montgomery's NHL head coaching debut. Right, it doesn't it's, really it, count. It doesn't really count for anything, but... There's two teams. They played a hockey game. Two teams. They had uniforms and everything. <laughs> they kept score. Um, unlike other past preseason games, they both were. They both brought two different color uniforms. Yeah, that was a positive. Um, and uh, Stars won five to three. It looked like a first preseason game. It was sloppy. Um, but I thought both teams were sloppy. But overall, we're talking more about the Stars here and. They were they were sloppy and the coach and the new coach was that was something that he was very adamant that this was not what he expects this game tonight. He thought his team did not play fast enough. Um, he put some blame on himself for not getting them going, and he thought that they were overthinking out there tonight. He thought that he wanted to see the players play with more based off their instincts, play more aggressively, and he thought they were overthinking things tonight and. They didn't really get to where they didn't really get to a game that he liked to see really into the third period. And obviously the third period was good, but it took 40 minutes to kind of get to at least a resemblance. And I didn't think they played particularly well, especially in the second period. No, for really for 40 minutes the Blues outplayed them, and they definitely outchanced them. Uh, ben Bishop came out, Sean. I thought. Looking like he was in regular season form, which is great because this is the first real look we've had of him uh, in his real first, meaningful his first game since March, going all the way back to that game in Winnipeg. And he was, he made not just some good saves; he made some great saves because it could have been three or four nothing St. Louis after the first period and a half. Yeah, he was really good. Um, he got there. I, I liked his composure. That was something. And, 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 Bishop's always been composed in the past, but I think you can tell he's on his game when you're seeing less of the frantic, less of the frantic moments. And he was composed. There were some frantic moments, um, puck handling, but Ben even admitted after the game when we talked to him that it's preseason and he's going to mess around a little bit more, which is good. Which is good. It's that's, a good. That's yeah. the time to mess around. Yeah. If there ever is one. So. 
I thought he, he was really good. Um, he played 30 minutes, made what, 16 saves. Um, Landon Bow comes in in the second half, and I thought Landon Bow was really good too. Um, Landon Bow, a goalie who is kind of he's in a he's in a big battle right now as far as who's going to be the starter. How are things going to work out for the down in the AHL? That that battle's going on in the NHL camp right now between him, Colton Point, and Philip Derosier. Who's going to be in the AHL? Who's going to be in the ECHL? And who's going to be that de facto number three guy in the organization? And I thought Bo acquitted himself well tonight. I mean, the yep. goals the goals against, it's hard for me to fault him. The first one, his defense got absolutely walked. Um, the, uh, and then the other just two power plays where one was a five on three and the other one where he did his job on the first one and the guy just missed, didn't get the help on clearing the rebound. And, and to be honest, when you look, look at him, he made that, his first shot on goal, he had to make a really tough glove save where he just parried it away from Ryan O'Reilly. Coming in cold, I mean, I'm sure he was warming himself up, but yeah. having not, you know, gotten sort of the usual goaltender's routine of coming on the ice, scratching up your crease, stretching a little bit on the ice, getting ready to go, and he didn't get any of that. He came on in the middle of the second period uh, after Bishop stopped all 16 phases, and so he was perfect on the night. And, and he had to face an immediate shot, and then Jordan Cairo splits Pollock and then Bayreuther. Yeah. I must say, I know we're talking about goaltending right now, but I thought Jordan Cairo really stood out for me as a positive player for the St. Louis Blues. And this guy's never played an NHL game, but he looks like he easily has NHL speed. He was a good player. He's a guy who... And just being in the division, he's I think he's a name that people are we're gonna talk about quite a bit in the future. Just as far as a player that is going to have an impact and with the stars playing the blues four to five times a year, we're going to talk about him. And a he's a second years. rounder. Yes. Not saying that's a bad yes. thing. A second is a very high round high draft pick, but the blues have a very good prospect system. My goodness. I mean, when you think about Robbie Fabry coming back and from everything that I've heard from the blues personnel that was in the arena tonight and I talked to Fabry's got has his jump back, and there he's going to play tomorrow night. They have another preseason game tomorrow, and uh, telling you to be able to get Fabry, who's a really, really good player, and Ky if add another speedster like Cairo, I mean, you can see why maybe they were willing to to give or to trade away a guy like Cage Thompson. Yeah, because I thought Thompson last year made a real impact in that preseason game, and you said, this guy's going to be a player. And they still have Clint Costin, too, and there's we didn't see him in their lineup tonight, but he's a heck yep. of a prospect. Heck of a forward group coming up. So they're... they're not that they were all high and mighty about the Blues, no, but I but it's, do it's, really... It, 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 I'm impressed with some of their young, well, their, their youth and, uh, and development. Yes. Um, I actually think the Stars' youth tonight, I thought they had their moments tonight. I actually... So we had that fourth line that was... Uh, Kamano, Delandria, and Jason Robertson, two of them who will be back in the OHL this year. Kamano will like all likely to be in the AHL. Um, I thought they had their moments. There was they, they they looked they did a nice job from the blue line forward. Yep. Um, I, I they, they still are getting used to the speed of an NHL game, and they they got caught running around a little bit on their own end. Just and I thought it was interesting with them because I thought Delandria and Kamano both had moments where they were good defensively. Like I thought Delandria was actually good when they put him on the penalty kill. Yeah. Um, I thought Kamano had some good moments too, but just as a group, they were still kind of getting used to that speed of the NHL. I thought they were good. Um, and then we've got that fourth line battle going on right now for who's going to be, and it feels like four or five guys for one or two spots, um, whether that means playing or making the roster. Um, you have that line of uh, Dickinson and Hintz and Ritchie. 
and I thought Dickinson, they didn't really do much for me in the first two periods. No. They kind of, they kind of came alive in the uh, third period, or really when the rest of the team did with uh, Hintz scoring off the play uh, the goal Dickinson set up with the first shot. And to me, Sean, very good points. Uh, Hintz continues to make impressions. It's going to be hard for him to crack the NHL opening night roster, even if he plays exceptionally well, because he can still be sent down, and there are other guys who would have to go through waivers that can do similar things at this stage. Yes. I think later on in his career, Hintz will be a no-brainer, but I don't know if he's going to do it. Now, if he absolutely blows everybody away in the next five or six preseason games, I mean, he's going to get a lot of opportunity to show that. Maybe my mind will change, or maybe the guys that really matter's minds will change. But to me... Aside from watching the Stars goaltenders play, the one that, and, and of course getting a, my first in-person glimpse of Miro Haskinen was was watching the chemistry being rekindled of Janmark, Spetsa, and Nachushkin. Yeah. Because that is an incredibly important trio if they want to do anything near the expectations and the optimism that this team has right now. Because, I mean, we, it's it's something that the team tries to downplay, and they talk about last year they tried to downplay it and everything like that, but... We, they need more depth scoring on this team. And if and Jason Spezza is not going to be Jason Spezza from three years ago. But if Jason Spezza can be Jason Spezza from two years ago yes. and Yanmark can be and Yanmark can and, and Val Nachushkin can pitch in can pitch in and if they can look like kind of what they did in the fifteen goals out of Jason Spezza and you can get Yanmark to crack the twenty goal mark and Nachushkin to be close there as well, there's your depth scoring. Yes. You depth. have a legitimately dangerous second line that teams have to to factor yeah. into account. They can't just totally key in on Sagan, Ben, and Radulov. And then you turn around and you throw out Fox of Pitlick and Como, who we anticipate being the starting third line. It, I mean, Como's been wiggled around and he can move yeah. up the lineup a bit, kind of like Patrick Eves did a couple years ago. And I'm okay with that, with various uh, tinkerings, but I think that you, you've really set yourself up well for balance. And I've said all offseason, and Sean, I know you and I have had a lot of talks about this, that the big question marks are this second line. Can this group of three, can Spetsa, Nechushkin, and Yanmark, or somebody, right now it looks like those three are going to get the first opportunity to be that yeah. second line. And they showed some chemistry, uh, which is really encouraging. There's a, it, it's, it's not, and I don't want to over, I think it's important to tap the brakes slightly just because it's a preseason game, and Jason Spezza scored two goals unofficially. He scored one officially, but I think he had the other he one. Had too. the other one, the one that Sagan got credit he for. He basically told me he did, but he didn't really care because it's a preseason game. Um, Saying it, suggesting perhaps in the regular season he might speak yes, up. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, but and, and it's, yeah. look, it's not the Blues' best defensive. No, group it's out not. There. It's not. And or goaltending. No, it's, it's not. But the fact of the matter is, although Chad Johnson is going to be the number two. Right? Well, it's both their goalies. It was Jake Allen and Chad. No, it was Bennington tonight. I'm sorry, it was on the yeah, second so right. right. So no Jake Allen, but Johnson is going to be an. I mean, he's an NHL yeah, goalie. Exactly. And but they did most of their damage against Bennington. Yes, exactly. And the, um, it's not. I, I want to have the breaks. It doesn't mean. It doesn't mean too much. But there was a moment for me in the second period um, that we saw something from Jason Spezza that I don't think we saw at all last season, and we used to see. It used to be in his repertoire quite a bit. Was the drive down the right side of the ice, the big fake slapper gets the goalie down, and then has the scoring chance. And, and that, a lot of times would go 
short side high. Yeah. Or sometimes he wouldn't even fake it. Sometimes he'd just walk down and yes. rip it and beat the guy clean. And that was he could not do that last he year. He did not. I don't think he did it once last year. And that was something yep. where I actually went through and I dug up the video from the. Uh, 2016 playoffs against Minnesota's big goal against the Wild in that where he fakes it and then he I think he faked, he faked the guy Dubnik down then beat Dubnik up over the shoulder it was it looked like that he didn't get the finish today but it was that type of little that type of thing where if you're looking for kind of for me if you're looking for optimism from Spezza I had already written this down even before he scored two goals in the, in the third period was there was optimism there it's like that's something we never saw last year no. and it's maybe it's maybe it's him got quick legs playing his first game since April, but and maybe it's the change of coach and change of system that that agrees with him. I mean, let's yeah. face it, he thrived in Lindy Ruff's system. He did not thrive with Ken Hitchcock, and there are multiple factors there. It's not just on the player, yeah. it's not just on the coach, but. A lot of people are hopeful that he will return to some of that success with a different coaching system than last year. I'll tell you one thing, he seems more upbeat than toward the end of last season. Yes, he does. He which is encouraging. He seems like a happier human being. There are quite a few Dallas Stars players at this point. Now, granted, they were all going through a, a horrible collapse yeah. from a clear playoff spot to being out of the playoffs in a very short span of time. But there are others who were not necessarily in the coaches in the previous coaching staff's uh, good graces that are definitely acting like they have a new lease on life. Yeah, and it's that's 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 a good thing to see. It is. Um, I thought Julius Honka had uh, just the last couple of days of training camp. I've noticed him in a different demeanor than when he was the perpetual healthy scratch last yeah. season. No, Julius has also been a happier human. Um, that's always a good thing. It's. Uh, He's, he's been happier. He's been. I thought he looked really good in Boise. I thought he was good tonight. Um, he was tonight. Honka to me wasn't. For me, Honka. Like a couple of players that they noticed what he did tonight. For me tonight, Honka wasn't overly noticeable in the uh, offensive zone as much as some other people might have noticed him. But for me, the thing was, I don't see the mistakes as many. Now, who knows? Because it's one preseason game. But I don't see as many of the issues. Defensively with Honka for some, and now this might be just one game and one training camp, so I could be overblowing this. Right, but he looks better. He looks like he looks like he knows what he's doing a little bit now. Yes, well, and maybe just a little more comfortable, yeah. um, more confident. It looked as well, Sean. You didn't see a lot of the stars sitting back in their own zone, going D to D and waiting. Mm -hmm. I felt, and maybe I was, I'm overlooking this as you were saying, but it felt like as though the Stars defensemen, when they had possession of the puck in their own zone, they were going forward and setting the, the rush going, not just going one side to the other, going to their deep partner, waiting for a forward to open up. It looked like Klingberg, Honka, Haskin, and Lindell were stepping up yeah. and going for, uh, you know, really pushing the pace, which is what Montgomery's been talking about all basically since he was hired. Yeah, and in and, and all of this, I think, you got to remember, all of this is fresh and we're giving this is much more positive because this was happening more in the third period. Yes. It took a while to get there. If the game remember. ended after 40 minutes, yeah. we would not be sounding quite so yes. enthusiastic. But yes. that, that's exactly what the Stars new head coach Jim Montgomery said was, Look, these guys are, are the best of the players in the world. They're in the NHL. It's not going to take forever, but it's still going to take some time. Yeah. Well, it is going to take time, but even in this game, you saw improvements by the third period, which is encouraging. Is it the end product? No, it's not even close. 
and it's not even their full roster, neither nor is it St. Louis's. But I was, I'm, I'm excited that there seems to be something positive to go on because after two periods, it was not looking so good. It was very bleak. Well, I mean, it's also nice just to. It's only preseason, but yep. it's it's nice to start with a win. That's like it's 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 more. Did it's, you notice the smile on Montgomery's face on, on the jumbotron as he was leaving the ice? Did not. Big grin. Yeah. And you can tell, hey, first win. Yes, it's preseason, but we won a game in the NHL, and that everybody likes winning better. You want to hit some lightning round? Yeah, let's do it. All right. So questions from Twitter. Kent writes in, does it seem like the players are happier going into this season, or at least not as tense as last year? Kind of touched on that part. Uh, I mean, going into this, it's uh, always to, the case. To compare going into the season, guys are, I mean, it's, let's put it this way. I think overall there's a bit more of uh, excitement going into the season. They're obviously, people, when you head into the season, people are happy in general, but you do feel a little bit more happiness overall because I think there is some relief of the unknown and some method- mythology of how of, uh, of how Montgomery wants to approach things that guys really like. And Hitch had a reputation, and I'm not saying guys were down on Hitch right away, but it's not like there was this new ideal that was coming in that you could get behind and get excited about. It was hitch hockey. And yes, they knew was, what to expect, yes. and you're either excited about it or you're not. Yes. This is new. Does it? Yeah. I, I'm with you on that. Uh, another one, give me your Nikes, right? And who had the better Selly today, Rads or Firmino? For those that don't understand the, the reference, uh, Roberto Firmino is a... Uh, striker for Liverpool who scored a stoppage time winner over PSG in their first group stage of the Champions League. Um, I love the Radulov celebrations, but Firmino had his eye scratched against uh, <laughs> some hooligans from London named Tottenham Hotspur over the weekend. And, uh, you know, it was an accident. But he didn't start the game today. He was on the bench. He came on, scored the winner, and he put one hand over his eye and celebrated, kind of like a pirate. And I, I to me, that's that's the best. I had only, I'd only seen the Radulov one, so I'll let you be the judge on there. So. Uh, best player, Tree Hugger writes in best player in Victor Green tonight. Oh, well, it was for me. It was Ben Bishop. Yeah, no question. I think Radulov may be number yeah. two, but um, Bishop number one for sure. I would almost give Landon Bonover two. I think just the two goaltenders in general. Well, that's good. Uh, ben writes in. He wants to know an update on the Spets comeback season. We've already touched on that. Um, Austin says, "Who else looked good to you guys?" Uh, he said, "Rope and Miro impressed me." Um, um, let me let me touch on Miro. Any, anybody else you want to go uh, over? Well, I mean, there was third period guys. The third period versus the first two periods for a lot of guys was better. Everyone got better in the third period. Um, for Miro, for me, and I know there's some people who probably watched him for the first time tonight. Um, he, he is, and this is just a testament how good he is. He didn't impress me and stand out to me because that's what I expect from him after watching. Now I've watched, I've watched him. I think other than the Stars Brass, I think I, I and Mark Stepneski have probably watched him more, more than anybody more else. More than anyone yes. else in the past two weeks. We watched him in Traverse City. We watched him in Boise, and. This is what I expect from Miro. It doesn't. It didn't matter who right. the opponent is. You know what impressed me? He's a teenager, yes. and he doesn't look out of place out there. But what really impressed me was a subtle thing that he does so well. But there's two things. One is 
you will see him, and you mentioned this, Montgomery made a comment about this from practice in Boise, that he will be in the midst of the forward group charging up the ice on a rush at the red line, and then if there's a turnover, he's still like the first guy yeah. back. And I saw that a couple of times tonight where he was in the middle of the charge, not in the defenseman following the play, but here we go, guys, I'm with you. Yeah. And then he looped back almost in the blink of an eye. The other thing that I really liked was a little play at the end of the game. The Stars were up 4-3. to three. Uh, The Blues pulled their goaltender. Puck is in the defensive zone. And Heiskanen executes this very subtle little poke check dispossesses the forward along the wall and that leads to Jamie Van hitting Radulov for the empty net goal. And that battle, I mean, it was it was so deft. Just a quick little poke and, it, and the, the, the threat disappears and now that you're going the other way, if he loses that battle, they go toward the net, it could be a tie. You don't know what's yeah. going to happen. It was just so simple and yet so effective and that that's usually something you see from a seasoned veteran, not a rookie. And I put this on Twitter the other day because I, people, and, and, I, and I love the interaction, but people, I often get the question, how would Miro look? How would Hishkinen look? In my mind, it's you asking me, you asking us how he looks in this frame. There's no point in asking about how he looks on a level of like a Robertson or a Kamano or anything like that. For me, he's an NHL player now. He's a guy who yeah. I, I I expect this. I what we saw tonight is what I expected out of out of this kid. And I'm not trying. I, I mean, he's 19. We have to remember that, but. He's the real deal. It's, it's, I'm not. I mean, it's. Are you it's, ready for the question of the night? Okay. Let's Can go. you guess who the source is? The source of the question of yeah. the night. It's going to be the best one of the night. You should get this. You kick yourself for not. It's Groobs. Okay. Groobs writes in, Donald Duck never wears pants, but when he gets out of the shower, he ties a towel around his waist. I mean, what's up with that? Well, it takes, it's, it takes longer to dry your lower body. So the first thought, I'm right, right there with you, is it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not a modesty. He gets out of the shower. His feathers are wet. He needs time to dry. They fluff up and they they provide more coverage. And it's cold. However, where you get into trouble is, and I just heard this on the ticket today. They were talking about uh, on bad radio the phrase "water off a duck's back." Because that was something Urban Meyer used in his interview with Tom Rinaldi. It was a weird interview. We won't get into that, but yeah, that's, the, that's expression, the expression "water off a duck's back." And the funny thing is, is that that why would he even need a towel? Because ducks have uh, they pr- produce oil in their feathers such that water doesn't permeate as much and it, it slides right off the back, right? So why does Donald even need a towel? You know what the real answer is? It's a cartoon. And it's funnier to see a duck wearing a towel, even if it's unnecessary. Accessory? Accessory? It's not a modesty thing. (laughs) It's definitely not. (laughs) But why does he wear a shirt and no pants? That's... It well, is a little it's, weird. It's Fox who told me it's fashion. Someday I'll get there. Yeah, that's just because he doesn't believe in wearing socks. Yes. Uh, Joe writes in, do you think you guys still think there's a trade coming? I don't. I, I, not at this point. I mean, it's... There are... Who would they... I'll just, I'll just ask you this. Who would they trade for at this point that is in that echelon that makes the team better? Like Artemi Panarin. But he's not going to re-sign it. You don't think? Artemi Panarin will play for either L.A. or New you York. You think that's it? That is what... I just wonder if they couldn't... Uh, if, if you had success with a guy like that and you have Ben Sagan, Radulov, Klingberg... I, you know, you know Spets' contract is I, up. I understand that, but I just... I don't see him... It's... It, I, it was funny because 
Now, the point is, is that uh, it doesn't have to be Panera. It could be somebody else. Yes. But, but I just see. I think that the stars still think that they can use. As we said, Nachushkin with Yanmark and Spezza, and that's a yeah. very effective second Could, line. If they're playing well, it might negate the, the urge to make that deal, but I could see them still looking to add. The question is, some teams will do it in November or December, an early trade before the, the rush of the trade deadline. Which I like because it gives them more time doing uh, uh, incorporating do the team. I do too. But, but from, will the stars actually do that? I do. But reading the tea leaves on this, if the stars are making a trade, it's near the deadline, and it's it's somebody as a rental. It's even if it's not, it's it could not be a rental, but it, it's going to be around that time. I think this is this group that they have right now is probably the group we're going to see until January at least. Yeah, um, I agree. I, I just don't think there's going to be a, an adjustment at the moment. Um, I read so one thing I read and one thing just I read between the lines on, and you can and shameless plug. I I, I read a story yesterday on Tyler Sagan's contract negotiation, how everything came. I read that story. There's a quote in there from from Jim Nill talking about how state tax is an incentive for certain things. Sure. In that quote. He says at one point, he says, it's all up to the player. For some players, and I'm paraphrasing here, you have to look at well, exact quotes in my story. Um, but basically he says along the lines of, it's all up to the player. For some players, it's an advantage to play in New York or L.A. He actually says that sure. directly. And if you read between the lines, to me, that's talking directly about Panera. That's just, I'm reading right. between the you lines. You think on, so? Yes. Um, now, I don't know that for sure. I'm just reading between the lines on, he's going to he's going to one of the coasts on Panera. And some players just want to be in a certain setting. If they feel they have a say in it, that's what they're going to choose. Yes. Understood. Yeah. And so I mean, money is money has a big factor, but there's also you can. We're talking about a lot of money that a lot of the, some of us can't comprehend. Yep. Yeah. It's some of us. Most of us. Yes. Yes. Us normal folk don't uh, don't hit that tax bracket. No. Well, this was the uh, so. They have. I felt like we outperformed preseason. I think we did. First car cast uh, could have been rusty. I didn't. Uh, I don't want to pat ourselves on the back no. too preemptively, but it felt it felt good. Yeah, yeah, it did. And good lightning like, round. Yeah, first of what seven preseason games to start for the stars. We obviously there's only three home games. Only yeah. two. Uh, or yes, only three real home games. There's, there's one in Tulsa. We we won't be at. We will not be in Tulsa. Yeah. So, uh, next car cast potential would be next Monday. Against the Wild? Wild, yes. I think we have the Wild, the... and then we have the final one of the preseason, which is against Colorado on the 30th, which will actually be the first official broadcast on the ticket. Wow, will that be just, just radio only It'll for that? It'll be radio only, so uh, Josh and Razor will have the call. Bruce and I will do all the hosting duties, as we normally do, and we'll be up and running like it's the regular season right after that, October 4th. Look forward to that. That does it for the CarCast. Thank you for listening.